I hear a dog barking in the woods here on my right-hand side. I'm walking alongside a busy road, but I'm eager to step into the woods where the dogs are, where the adventure is, because traffic noise, oh my, when you live in a beautiful neighborhood like this. And here is a small path. It looks like a path. I hope it is. I'm just going to follow it, regardless if it's a path or not, because I just don't want to be walking alongside that busy road anymore. Ah, oh, every week it's getting better. <laughs> I can't wait until I can walk here in the summer and it's warm and I don't have to wear a coat. And I love to... I'm, I'm looking forward to taking pictures. Photo, uh, I was talking with a photographer the other day. Um, so he was taking a picture for an interview. I'm trying to see if there is a... Oh, there is a path. And, uh, and we were comparing cameras. Uh, he had a Canon. I also love to work with Canon cameras. Although my next one may be a Sony. Um, oops. All right. Yeah, this this is a path, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not. Is that a path? <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I know that if I just continue straight on, I will ultimately get onto one of those um, paths for regular people and for dogs. At least I hope so. I just have to be careful where I walk here. Ah, I see a path. It's there. How do I get there? Let me just get over this. And I, I so he said, uh, yeah, so my camera is really not, I mean, it's a great camera, but I would only recommend it for photographers. For filming, you need a different type. And I said, ah, man, I wish I could just take photos. Because this guy... He is a professional photographer for press. And so he was going to take a few portrait photos in the small chapel the, where I stream mass on Sundays. And one kind of behind my microphone in the YouTube slash podcasting office. Sorry, I'm <laughs> a bit out of breath walking here on this uneven ground. Uh, navigating all these fallen trees is a bit tricky. Uh, let's get over this one. But the path is right ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> I only need to find a way around these trees. Oops. Well, at least now I can still walk here in the summertime. This will all be covered in uh well, with, with the leaves on the trees and also all the smaller uh, plants that are covering the ground. Okay. Here is a path. Uh, now I need to determine how to get home. I think I need to get on this second path that, circumvent, that circles this, this hill. And I think it leads back to my rectory. Uh, what was I talking about? 
this is a common thing here on these walking podcasts. I keep I'm so mesmerized by nature uh, that surrounds me that I like. Uh, what was the topic? Why am I here? <laughs> Who are you listening to me? <laughs> um, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> I should go back and listen to the recording myself. <laughs> To know what I was setting up. I was working towards something. I'm sure it will come to me later on. In the meantime, let me tell you um, how it's going health-wise. As you know, I have been working hard to get back my health after after long COVID. Um, I still struggle with some rare moments of fatigue. Uh, which are definitely not normal. And uh, usually they occur when I have uh, a a bit unbalanced life work-wise. When I spend... It's not the amount of hours I've got that under control, but it's the intensity of work. Sometimes I pile up too much. Oh, I was talking about photography, which in itself was, I think, a rabbit hole (laughs) in another discussion. Um, Let's first finish this story. Um... So I, I'm trying to find a better balance between uh, high-intensity activities and kind of lower-activity intensities. Start with the first when I have a lot of energy and then end with the easier stuff. And that should hopefully maintain a, a, an overall balance during the week so that I don't get these days where I'm completely knocked out. Um, so ergotherapy has been extremely helpful to teach me that. Uh, And I'm also, uh, well, I'm trying to get back in shape for running, even though um, I have not planned a uh, marathon yet. And this is because I've had this injury and that kind of knocked me out for three weeks or I couldn't couldn't do any training. So even if I had... if I had enlisted for the Marathon of Rotterdam, there's no way I can be ready for that in April. Um, but I would like to set myself a new goal, uh, maybe for the end of the year. Uh, or, mm, I, one marathon that I greatly enjoyed, maybe I'll just run that one, is Amsterdam. Amsterdam is fantastic. I had so much fun. It's a beautiful uh, marathon. It starts in, in the city, but then it takes you outside, countryside around. Amsterdam is beautiful. Windmills and it's very much a typical... Uh, almost a cliche Dutch landscape that tourists love so much. So maybe I'll sign up for that one because that's, I think, in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. I'll look it up. But uh, I need something to work towards. And um, I I noticed that if I had this... Right now I had this uh, uh, kind of compulsory time of recovery. Um, And it... The, the problem is you know, the rest of my daily routine doesn't change that much. So I don't walk as much as I do today. <laughs> I don't run. Um, I take my bike, which is for small rides. So I, I barely, you know, burn the minimum amount of calories. But I kept just cooking. And uh, there was a bit of an unbalance there. Where am I? Oh, this is where I am. I recognize this. This is the road that I normally take to get into the woods. And now it's my exit. 
I come from a different direction, so I don't recognize it. Uh, so I, was, I noticed that I was getting a little bit heavier, and uh, not, I'm still very much in shape because I did a run the other day, and I was surprised that I could run for an hour and a half without stopping, without any pain. That's also when I, know, when I knew that I was ready to pick up running again. Um, so it, it takes a while for your muscles to atrophy, <laughs> and that hasn't happened yet. But I had noticed that I was getting heavier, and so I wanted to stop that in its tracks. And you know what the key is for uh, maintaining a healthy uh, weight? It's sleep, strangely enough. If I don't sleep enough, I start binge eating. Uh, I start snacking. It's so weird. Has nothing to do with sleep, you would you would think, but actually it does, uh, because lack of sleep or sleeping, um, not having a good sleeping routine, um, it, it it disturbs your uh, what is it, ghrelin and stuff. So the hormones that your brain produces that tell you if you are hungry or not. So um, for me, the key always to health is having a very regular schedule and to uh, to sleep at the same time, you know, go to bed at 9, fall asleep at 9.30, wake up at 5, truly wake up at 5.30. <laughs> doesn't matter as long as it is uh, a steady routine every day. And that, strangely enough, also deals with the hunger pangs, uh, which, uh, well, anyway, but I'm glad that I'm, recovered now from the injury and I can run again because that is for me the best way to stay balanced to stay healthy and still being able to you know just eat the stuff that I like to eat and cook I love cooking um I also love taking photos that was what I was trying to remember the other day that the cameraman was talking about uh his work and I was just surprised that he was done in 10 minutes and he probably builds his company more than I bill for a video. <laughs> so um, I was a bit jealous. It's like, wow, I, actually I really like photography because it's all about composition in one picture. So it takes a lot of time to find the right composition. I love to do that in the woods, especially when springtime's here and you've got a lot of color and birds and whatnot. Um, but, once you, but the picture itself is just one click and that's it. That's the end result. You don't have to edit. Well, you can edit, but the 90% of the work is done. Whereas with video, it's the total opposite. <laughs> the composition is not... Well, it can be in the, the shot that you take, but it's also about the sequence of shots and the rhythm, and you have to t be aware of the audio. Um, there is so much more involved in in videography compared to photography that it is almost <laughs> something i miss i would just like to take a picture and be done with it and 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 ideally also be able to bill people for it <laughs> but i can't but uh, yeah i i really and and when i'm carrying around a camera outside to take photos i almost and almost always end up filming because I feel like, yeah, but I can do so much more with this camera. 
I don't know why I was sharing that with you, but uh, I'm looking forward to walking in the woods <laughs> to, do, uh, to do just that. Um, I'm a bit out of breath. I don't know why it's <laughs> all this walking. Um, what are the plans for this upcoming second quarter? Because it's unbelievable. We're already approaching the end of quarter one, uh, which for me was the big transition quarter. It's uh, coming up with a workflow, finding my target audience, um, having my priorities, all that boring stuff that I share with you <laughs> usually. Um, and but the one thing that we haven't really done yet, and that's, I think, going to be uh, a main ingredient of the second quarter, is to uh, go out and do, like, proper filming. Um, I want to do the smaller documentaries where it's just me filming and editing, uh, not necessarily even with professional gear. I can just take a phone. Um, but then I want to do documentaries with a drone and maybe even hiring a cameraman and a director, just doing the more ambitious stuff. Um, but it was impossible, of course, in the first quarter of the year, when still we had to figure out so many different things. I was building up, starting to build up the YouTube channel. All that um, just requires way too much energy to also do something super ambitious documentary-wise. I'm glad that we were able to do the the Scotland uh, stories but that still missed that part where I would just go out myself and be out there and, and go on an adventure that's kind of what I missed these first months of the year were also of course uh, still pretty limited in terms of opportunities because of COVID it's only been a few weeks since we loosened the uh, rules and restrictions because apparently the current well current current variant of the virus is not making people very sick doesn't mean by the way that it's over i hope so but you never know uh but it was also hard to travel lots of countries still have actually restrictions but that's probably gonna loosen up i heard the uk is now much easier to travel to so it's looking much better now for, um, for for documentary production than it looked in the first few months of the year. Plus, of course, the weather. Uh, rain, storm. Uh, nature itself is just not very pretty in the first the quarter of the year. Uh, but that's all changing now. There are flowers. You, you get the... the trees are starting to blossom and get get leaves so everything becomes more beautiful we have more uh, days of sunshine which is always fun for colors um so for me the the, the second quarter uh, will definitely involve me going on an adventure and as i've uh, talked about in the past as well what i would like to experiment with is to bring the community with me in to a certain extent um, the and I would like to combine it actually I've been giving this a lot of thought you can make a documentary that is just that 
and uh, the people that invest in it are getting uh, their their you know early early access to it um, as co-producers, and then over time we will open it up to the whole Discord community. Uh, or I, sh- I keep saying Discord community is actually the Patreon community, but most of the people on Patreon are now also on Discord. So excuse me if I kind of mix those two up. For me, it's the same the same family. Uh, but then that's it. And uh, of course, ultimately, we hope to also bring this to some television stations, so it gets a much broader. Uh, people are it becomes more accessible to a bigger audience. And if you give it away right there and then on YouTube, it's not very interesting for a lot of broadcasting companies anymore. On the other hand, uh, that's not how you create an audience. <laughs> it's not how you expand uh, your, your community. And so I was thinking, how can I do this? And then it struck me. I can do... Uh, I can follow the example of a number of, of travel YouTubers, uh, which I love to follow. There are a couple of camera guys that I follow. They are always on journeys to test out their camera equipment. And it's a lot of fun because you're, you follow them for, on a day-to-day basis. It feels very much like you're with them on that trip. And I feel I, <laughs> they don't make a documentary. But I'm... I'm certain that if they would say, well, hey, we're actually bringing you along and showing you behind the scenes and everything because we're working on this big project and, uh, you know, you're, you, you may want to check it out. I would check it out. And so that is kind of what I'm thinking now. Maybe uh, what I can do is once I go on this trip... I can also produce a lot of that smaller almost vlog-like, although I would like to do it a bit more, with a bit more purpose than vlogging. Vlogging is just, I am singing, I'm here in Italy and I'm having uh, this brioche for for breakfast and uh, I'm drinking my cup of coffee and look, beautiful fountain. Uh, uh, But I like the small form factor, just doing like these five, six minutes items. Uh, And I saw this one vlogger or one YouTuber, he said, for me, it really pays off to, you know, go and on an adventure for five days because I can produce three months of content for my YouTube channel in just four days. And of course, he wasn't talking about television episodes, but still, it was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> that's actually the way I can approach this. If I go on a trip, I can make uh, a lot of smaller stories... And part of those stories can be integrated in, in a documentary. Uh, because the documentary always consists of a lot of different puzzle pieces that you then stick together uh, following this bigger narrative. So I think it could be a good idea to share the small videos uh, and then just film it all at once. The, pe- the, the co-producers, they come along with me almost like every day of that trip. And I can even do like little live videos and behind-the-scenes stuff. But then for the YouTube channel, for uh, for instance, if I call that I don't know, Adventures with Father Roderick, or I have this channel that I made uh, last year, uh, Father Roderick Stories, 
I want to come up with a better name. <laughs> but it's the idea of just having a travel uh, channel, which would, I think, be kind of like... the That's the Father Roderick when he's not sitting in front of a computer talking about Star Wars. And I know that for, for some of my followers, it's something that they really would like to see. So, moments where I'm more outside. But I'm thinking I'm not always outside. There are entire weeks that I'm just sitting in front of the computer talking about Star Wars. So, But if I can produce smaller videos, roll them out over a period of three months, I only have to do that once. And I have a new channel um, where that can kind of balance out the the the... the kind of the whole relationship that I have with my community um, so that's that's kind of what I'm thinking as that, that I, I I would like to try that out in this in this uh, second quarter of the year uh, do at least one trip where I try to produce uh, three months worth of content for this travel channel and then of course in the process ultimately also make a documentary with that material and with stuff that I shot on purpose for the documentary so it's still documentary is mostly exclusive um, but I don't that doesn't should that shouldn't hold me shouldn't stop me from sharing part of that journey with a broader audience which can then also help people get more excited for the topic what if I would have gone to Iona and instead of just ending up with this one documentary like here it is the final product what if I could have brought people along and and people who were just like searching for youtube videos about scotland they would all find that you know those vlogs and hear me talk about the documentary that would i think increase the number of people that would maybe want to you know access the documentary or maybe even become stakeholders in the in the production of that documentary so uh that's kind of my my current thought process i haven't really decided yet what kind of uh, trip that would be but I'm thinking currently of warm countries I don't know why I just want to be in the sun and um, a, a, a possible what is a feasible uh, destination would be Spain I'm thinking of a city like Seville that I have visited in the past but way too short just two days uh, there are so many stories to tell there it's a gorgeous city beautiful uh, surroundings as well very interesting historically oh my gosh i could easily see myself spending two weeks there and filming well all day long <laughs> because it's so beautiful there so that would be that would be an option uh south of spain another um uh, city that i i is still on my to visit list is barcelona um another country that I would like to visit is Malta um, Italy is always good stuff like that so help me pick help me choose if you have ideas about this oh Poland let's not forget about Poland I got a lot of Polish followers in my YouTube community and also among the patrons um, I've always vowed ever since I visited Krakow uh, for World Youth Days many years ago I always wanted to go back there and film uh, more of of the stories in that amazing country. It's so beautiful and so it's just fascinating culture. Only downside there is that I don't speak any Polish, except for good morning and can I have a beer, 
uh, with with uh, French fries, please. Pivo uh, fritki. But uh, that's not going to help me much. So it's a little bit di- more difficult. Um, oh, Japan is another one of those countries. Uh, currently still very hard to get to because of COVID regulations. That's super high on my list to go visit uh, uh, J- Japan. And I do have a number of, uh, well, a number, I think two people from our community that live in or have lived in Japan. So, but I definitely need some people on, on site to help me in countries where I don't speak the language. But Spain wouldn't be a problem. So, um, would you be interested in, in uh, following me along uh, during those, you know, pro- basically production weeks? Um, and if so, what kind of content would you like to see uh, me do? Uh, historical stuff? just basically being your guide in a certain place or culinary things or do you want me to be out in nature uh, I, I would love to have some ideas uh, so let me know if you're a patron on Discord uh, and if you're a part of the greater community uh, on Facebook or on the website uh, the Twitter there are so many ways in which you can reach me uh, but I'd love to get some ideas um, I'll keep you up to speed with what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave it at this. It's a bit of a shorter walk, but my legs are telling me that it's been long enough. So <laughs> I wish you a wonderful week. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. And if you want to check out the Patreon community and the Discord server, you know where to go. Patreon.com slash Father Thanks for the privilege of your time. And we'll talk soon. God bless. <laughs>